I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. And we're a captain suit. The, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook? How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm gonna have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is a chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Good afternoon, everyone. Sibilia. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonte as we welcome you into a Monday edition of Orange Nation. New open to the yes. show, Paulie. Yeah, Jordan must have uh, been feeling frisky the past couple days we had off because of the tournament. He, he got some work done uh, on his days off. Uh, not sure you or I did. We watched a lot of basketball, I'll tell you that. How dare you! Did you do any work? Yeah, I was here yeah, working. Yeah, okay. I was not. I was away. Station doesn't run itself, Steve. It's not just those games don't just come on by themselves. All right, let's uh, let's set the table for the show today, and then we're going to talk some basketball. Uh, we've got Stephen Bailey from Twenty Four Seven Sports set to join us at one o'clock. We'll talk some spring practice uh, with Stephen. We'll we'll hear from Dino Babers. He uh, uh, is. Well, he addressed the media, what, about an hour or so ago. Uh, we'll hear from Dino on what's going on with spring practice. Uh, plus, we'll we'll take your phone calls, 315-437-7644. Are we really doing this this vegetable bracket? Is this really a thing? Yes. This is happening. Yes. it's, it's okay. Jordan really was frisky. He seeded all the vegetables. We kind of had to make a couple concessions and allow a couple fruits in, you know, so... All right. Well, I look forward to that, kind of, sort of. I can't believe we're doing this. but People uh, we'll, were into it while we'll, you were gone. We'll get to the Dave vegetable Pash, bracket. Dave Pash made a one seed. I heard uh, about this. I heard about this. I can't remember who else did. <laughs> uh, Ken Palm, right? Ken Palm, yeah. yeah. If anybody knows how to seed somebody, yeah, it's Ken right, Palm. Right. Um, Although he picked a fruit, so we had to add fruit. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll take your phone calls at any time on Vegetable Bracket or the actual bracket at 315 we'll I look forward to that. Let me explain what we're going to do. We're going to put it up on a Twitter poll. Okay. And it's going to run all day, and then each day we'll do a different uh, we'll do a different vegetable. And by the time the tournament ends, we will have our champion. I, that's, that's, that's how it should run. That's how it should. Are we just going to do one first round matchup each day? Yeah, we are. Okay, so we we've got to kill a bunch of time over the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> next couple of weeks, yes. so next couple of months. Yeah. So uh, Jordan, thank you. Uh, I'm I'm having a headphone issue, and uh, Jordan just bailed me out. So thank you, Jordan, for for bringing in uh, his headphones uh, to help me out here at the top of the show. Uh, you watched some college basketball over the course I of the last four a days. Lot. So did I. I did not get out of bed very much. Just laid there with the dog and watched uh, watched hoops All right, game what, after game. What has uh, what stood out to you to this point? I you know what the first thing that comes to my mind is I think locally, Steve, and I was watching Kentucky be upset by uh, St. Peter's. Yeah, and I was watching the seventeen and fourteen Michigan Wolverines, who I didn't think should have been in the tournament, move on to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I guess the committee was right about Michigan. We well, were talking about, you know, should they have been in the it first four? It doesn't mean you should, get, have... you should have been in if you win in the tournament. Um, it doesn't mean that. I it, think it. I think it validates your it, bid. Yeah, but it doesn't mean your resume was good enough to get you in. Still, no, just because you won. Listen, if you're on the bubble, we've talked about this before. If you miss out on the bubble, 
you have nobody to blame but yourself. If you get in on on the bubble, you're fortunate, but then you got to take advantage of it. I think I think it does validate their bid to some degree. To your point, doesn't necessarily mean well they see they should have been in, but I think they're they're showing they belong certainly. Yeah, they they've been fun to watch, and uh, it made me think, Steve. You know, Syracuse isn't in the tournament, and we'd all wish they were. And I can hear the snarky callers say, "Blah blah blah, blah well they're not in it." Uh, Here's my take on this, Steve. If you're a Syracuse fan, Michigan has done what Syracuse has become famous for doing, having a a very, very average regular season and making the Sweet 16. Who would you rather have been this year, Steve? Kentucky, who's a two-seed and loses in the first round? Or would you rather be Michigan, who had a a very meh season but is now in the Sweet 16? I don't think it's even up for debate. I think you would you would take the success in the postseason. I, I don't I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, I actually you, you and I were texting about it a little bit over the weekend, and I I brought it up to my son. We were I was driving him to Albany for a soccer game, and we talked about it, and and he was like, well, "Of course, you would rather be Michigan." And I, and I kind of have the same knee jerk reaction: is that uh, of course you want the success. The regular season is. It's all about playing for a national championship, right? It's all about the tournament at the end of the year. And the regular season puts you in in position. Now, if you have a great regular season, it puts you in better position, and it gives you supposedly, um, you know, quote-unquote, an easier path. But as we've seen, just because you have an easier path doesn't mean you're going to get there. It's all about using the regular season to put yourself in position to be in that tournament that crowns a national champ and to go on a run in that tournament. Like that's the whole season is built toward that three week event, this three week event that, that we that we've come to love. And so while Kentucky had a great regular regular season and put themselves in position to have a quote unquote easier path, they did not take advantage of it. Michigan was lucky to get in, fortunate to get in, whatever adjective you want to use there, but they got in and and they are going on a run. So I don't think it's even open for debate, I think you would absolutely take the postseason success. Now, you mentioned snarky SU fans. I think snarky fans everywhere would say, well, you would prefer both, obviously. You would prefer a really good regular season, earn a high seed, and then go on a run with that high seed. But if you had to pick one or the other, I think you're picking the postseason success every time. Right. But that that isn't enough for some people, right? You need both. And that's that's setting the bar really, really high if you expect to compete on that level, you know, every year, year in and year out, where you're going to be a two seed and then advance. You know, if you're a two seed, you've got to set it higher than the Sweet 16, right? Yeah. Your goals? Yes. I mean, if you're a two seed, then if form holds, you're supposed to get to the Elite Eight. Like right. That's, it's, <laughs> it's set up for you to get to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um, but that hasn't happened to a bunch. I mean, you, you brought... Kentucky to the table, and I know why you did that. They lost to St. Peter's, but you can bring Auburn to the table. You can bring Iowa to the table that you know won the Big Ten title, and and they got knocked out right away. Um, you know Auburn yesterday. Again, you would think that they're the better team in that matchup, but my, I mean Miami outplayed them. Like Miami, Miami we've seen made Syracuse, you know, not overall, but made Syracuse look bad for. Just th- like five minutes in two games, yeah, right. and made them look really, really bad. Right, you know, Miami is Miami's pretty good. 
Miami's very good, and they they know what they do, and they do it well. And it it just it also goes to show you not just Miami, but since we're talking about Miami, if you can defend, and we know Miami forces turnovers, led the big or led the ACC. I was gonna say Biggies led the ACC in turnovers forced. If you can force turnovers, and I also think if you if you have a veteran team, which Miami does, you're a hard out in the NCAA tournament. It's not just that. Like you look around the the teams that are still alive. Texas Tech is a veteran team. Villanova's a veteran team. Gonzaga's a veteran team. There, there's something to be said for, you know, and we saw like the, the the young teams like Arizona last night was on the ropes, probably should have lost that game to a, to a TCU team that's a more veteran team. Duke is a very young team. We've seen them struggle in key spots, the North Carolina game to close out the regular season, the ACC tournament final. Um, Kentucky, again, young team. There is something to be said for a veteran team that has good guard play and can defend. They're a tough out, and Miami is exactly that. Yeah. Uh, my, I would not be shocked to see Miami move on even more at this point. CBW in our chat says, well, NCAA tournament matters most. How much are men in average seasons costing SU in attendance? Uh, money is important. I don't think it's cost them that much. You know, you can't, you can't say that attendance is down over the past few years because of the team. And Syracuse is still getting more people than any other college in in the NCAA basketball. You know, there's a lot of schools that would kill for twenty two thousand people to show up to a basketball game. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And, and all and all it takes is one year of ten and zero, and the the ticket the the people that aren't Fairweather fans are coming back. Right, and I I do think that. Attendance was hurt this year to some degree because the team wasn't very good and the team was was struggling. But I, I think there were a lot of other factors that played yes. into it. There's as, a pandemic well. going on. I don't right. know if anybody knew. That. Um, and, and to your point, you said you know ten and zero next year and everybody's coming back. Zero and zero, everybody's coming right. back. Right. Well, you know one and zero, everybody's coming back. It's not. It, it doesn't, they don't need ten and zero. Yes, did did attendance kind of drop off this year? Was it in part because they weren't playing these mega big games? You know, the ACC was down as well, so you know you didn't have like Syracuse it was Virginia, in the regular season, right? No, that? it's not. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know th- that being said, though, it, since you brought it up there, um, you know, just because the ACC is going on a run doesn't mean we we're all wrong about the ACC. I mean, the, the ACC out of conference this year was just not very good. Um, it was also very early. It was early. Now, we said, and everybody knows this, it's all about matchups in the NCAA tournament. We said when the brackets came out, I remember having this conversation about Miami saying, I like Miami's draw. I think Miami can do some damage. Duke is Duke. Duke can do some damage. I am, I, I'm caught off a little, little off guard with North Carolina because they had to go up against a one seed. But of all the one seeds, Baylor was the most vulnerable. And Carolina is this team that they we know they're uber talented. Could they put it together? They put it together down the stretch of the season and they've carried it over. So am I shocked by Carolina? Not shocked. I mean, you you saw the way they played against Baylor. Like they they are really good. If Brady Manick doesn't get kicked out of that game, you know they don't need overtime. They end up winning that thing by fifteen. Um, that that call changed the entire complexion of the game. Credit Baylor for coming back, but then credit Carolina for in overtime figuring it out and and finding a way to win. So um, it is all about matchups. You know, I said at the time I didn't love Notre Dame's first four matchup. Um, they squeaked by Rutgers, and then you know they're they're a good enough team that. They can obviously win games. They almost beat Texas Tech yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just because the ACC has advanced here, again, I think it is, it's all about matchups, and I think that the ACC got some favorable matchups. 
Carolina got put up against a you know a banged up Baylor team. Miami, I just think the way they played, you know, I thought they could do some damage in in that part of the bracket, and they have. And you know, Duke is I mean, Duke is as talented as anybody in the country. They just got to play together and figure it out. And um, and that was a nice win yesterday against Michigan State. So good for the ACC. They got three three te- They got the most of any conference right now still alive. Yeah, and uh, it's it's also interesting, like. I look at it differently. Like, yes, it's about the matchups. Your North Carolina beat a one seed. You know, Miami moved. You know, Miami shocked everybody. You know, they they didn't just beat Auburn. Yeah, they they, they beat them. Auburn. Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't just an eight point thumping. Yes, they <laughs> thumped them. That was a, that was an actual thumping. Yeah, and it. And it doesn't. You know, I'm not going to buy into that. Oh, it makes Syracuse look better. No, it, no, it doesn't. Because Syracuse could have been one of those teams, just as easily been one of those teams to make the tournament if they could have defended this year. Yeah. Well, you look at seventeen and thirteen Michigan. Why couldn't? Why yeah. couldn't you have seen Syracuse do? You know, it, it was very possible. It just wasn't in the. I'm cards not one of those year. that yeah. takes moral victories because the ACC has done better. And no, Syracuse should have won a lot more games than they did because they can't right. defend. It almost makes you, you know, they could bet two and zero against Miami if they just didn't collapse. I was going to say it almost, almost makes you regret the season more that Miami's yeah. going on a run because you're like, you know, Syracuse was Syracuse should have beaten Miami twice, you right? Know, and they lost, to but them they twice. didn't. That's the story of their season, right? Yeah, story of their season. You know, very easily could have beaten Carolina as well uh, at Carolina, and and you just didn't do it. How are you doing in your brackets, Steve? Before we go to break, uh, it's rough. Um, the my, my my bracket of record, um, I've got I, I have UCLA in the final. That, that's the one I'm kind of hanging my hat on. I got Gonzaga, Arizona, UCLA. I had Auburn, so Auburn's out. So my bracket of record, I did three brackets, but the but my bracket of record is has has three of the four final four teams left. How about you? Uh, I've got three of the four. I lost out on Auburn also. I got Nova yeah. winning it all. My gambling has been driving me nuts. Yeah, I've been. I told Jordan this. I think I've said this other. I've been doing these outrageous parlays yeah, right. for one dollar. Yeah, and trying to win them, and I missed two over the past two days by one. Oh, well, I, how, how much would you have won? Like over a thousand. What? Yeah, seriously. I missed out on Gonzaga. I thought Gonzaga would cover the other day. I mean, how many legs to get? Well, like nine, ten. You know, really? Yeah, and I missed out on Auburn yesterday. Oh. Those are the only two I missed out on. I was upset because I missed out on one leg for a hundred dollars, not a thousand dollars. You know, and I I got my full forty minutes of Gonzaga when they are running their offense smooth. When they, they turn it on, oh good. my yeah. god! They're, they're like an NBA team. It was like it was like uh, watching the old Loyola Marymount game at yeah. points where they just come down and chuck. Yeah, you know? that Timmy dude is a beast. Yeah, I like that guy with a mustache, and then they got Sean Bradley playing a guard out there. <laughs> I don't even know what his name is. <laughs> Dude's like seven seven, shooting threes and dribbling. Chad Holmgren, yeah. can, I mean, he can go, he can go end to end. He's, yeah, I mean, they're he, really good. You want to talk? He like weighs as much as Marek does. Yeah, and he's Marek a foot is a taller. <laughs> Marek freshman year. Uh, yeah, Gonzaga is really good. I mean, they're they're the number one overall seed for a reason. But you could also see them getting beat because when they're not going good, they're not good. Yeah, but I mean that that applies to anybody. I mean, I, I think Arizona. I 
I thought going into the tournament, Arizona was as surefire a Final Four team as there was in this bracket, just you know, based on their their path and and how good they are. And, and last night, I mean, they should have lost last night to TCU. Um, and I'm glad Arizona won because I got Arizona winning the whole thing. But I, you know, they they should have lost that game last night. Just goes to show you have you have one off night or even I mean they've started to pull away. They were up nine or ten with. I don't know, six, seven minutes to yeah, go. And I was and licking then, my chops. Yeah. And then, no. And then TCU, you know, storms back and should have won the game at the end of regulation. We, we can talk about that. I, I thought you were going to jump on me right away about that non-call at the end and say, you know, Steve, that as we've talked about, it's got to be something that, that is egregious, that rises to the level of that's absolutely a foul. And that play at the end of regulation was absolutely a foul. Um, it should have, at the very least, it should have been a backcourt violation. The fact that they just called nothing and then, oh, they review it to see whether or not he got the shot off, which he didn't. Um, I would have to think they could have reviewed that it was a backcourt violation. No. I mean, he, he Miles touched the ball like he got hit and fell, but he touched the ball on the other side of half court. That should have been a backcourt violation and, and Arizona should have had three seconds left or whatever it was. So The, uh, the officiating was... Uh... Not good. It's been a hot topic of conversation. Not just that game, but everybody was bent out of shape about the technical on the yeah on the dunk. That was that. I mean, you weren't bent out of shape about that. I mean, that was an awful call. And I mean, and it's a it's a four point game at that point with whatever it was six minutes left. And I mean, that was a momentum killer. And I know it's just one one you know point. I th- you know it was a horrible call, but I think that the announcers over dramatized it too, like he was going to break his neck if he you know. It, it was a bad call. It's a bad call. It was a horrible call. But yeah. I also, you know, like when's the last time you saw that called too? It's a. It's been a while. Like and and hanging on the rim is generally it's it's, it's, usually, it's for taunting. It's usually it's, if you do a pull up, yeah, and throw yourself up. Or, and or but I mean, even hanging on the rim too long, it's 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 taunting, yeah. right? Like there was no taunting involved. He he swung, you know, and I'm sure there was some of it. He wanted to make sure he didn't get undercut, and some of it he was a little excited. But you mm-hmm. know what? It's a round of 32 game, uh, you know, four point game. It, it six minutes left. He's allowed to be excited. So I, I that was a horrible call. The Carolina Baylor game. I know you watched that thing start to finish. A lot of bad calls and you know questionable calls and I I thought the Brady Manic thing was I I thought that was the right call. <laughs> this this is the call that you know you, Gene Steratore was busy over yes, there. You know the Notre Dame shot clock screw up was one of the worst calls I've seen, but it was right. It, did you see that? No. So this was yesterday. They reset the shot clock when Notre Dame got the rebound to thirty instead of twenty. Okay. Hig, the younger Higgins sees it and stops the call as Notre Dame scoring a layup because the shot clock was wrong. Right, it would have had zero effect on the shot clock whether it was twenty or thirty, whether right. they scored or not. Right, but because it went to thirty, he had to stop the game. Right, and get it corrected. And man, it took two points off the board for Notre Dame. Well, you talk about the shot clock, uh, shot clock situation last night. You watched Arizona TCU towards the end when there was the they did the same thing where they they reset the shot clock with Arizona. Um, there was seven seconds on the shot clock when they missed a shot and they reset it, but the ball didn't hit the rim, and so Arizona was kind of setting back up the offense. This was a key point of the game. I think it was late in regulation, and they stopped the clock. 
because they had reset it. They looked at it and they went from. They said there was only two seconds on the shot clock because Arizona there was no urgency. They thought they got a fresh shot clock. They pulled it out, and then Arizona ended up getting a shot clock violation, which I I thought that was the wrong call as well. But and another call they missed in the Notre Dame game was uh, I didn't know this was a thing, but the kid dunked, but he reached up with his empty hand, pulled the rim down. And dunked like that, and it should, have been, should have been goaltending, yeah. and they missed the call. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the the officials have, have had their hands full, and it's it hasn't been great. Uh, it hasn't been great. I will say with the TCU game last night, um, it was bad both ways. I mean, there was they, they let a lot go um, both ways. and But the end of regulation, that, that should have been a fun. But how fun is it this time of year? You know, it sucks. You know, I was thinking, like, I'm not used to not working this time of year. It stinks not being part of it. Yeah, yeah. You miss everything. You miss that, you know, the the carpeting at the arenas. You know, <laughs> the smell. Yeah, the you arenas, miss it yeah. all. Yeah. You just, you're not there, and it the stinks. Noise, the noise. It, yeah. it stinks. It does. It does. I, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I have been able to watch way more basketball, though, than I normally yeah. do. Because when Syracuse is involved, we're, we're zeroed in on that, and we're super busy, and we, you know, I, I know I can speak for you and I. I know we're not watching a lot of basketball when SU's involved, but you're right. It's uh, there's nothing like being being there and and having SU be a part of it. Um, Good news for Syracuse fans: Kevin Willard took the Maryland job. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think that leaves Kadari Richmond open to transfer back. No ramifications. <laughs> He's got to sit out a year though. Cause... No coach leaving. Oh, is get, it, yeah. oh, is it? So he gets a free pass. I yeah, re- I th- if your coach leaves, you get a free pass. Oh, I thought if you, just, I just thought if you, would already, I thought if you already did it once, you had to no, sit out regardless. I, no, I think if your coach leaves, you you can go. All right, just well, throwing that out there. Why? Why? Why even bring it up? <laughs> you know who's you know who's taking that job? I mean, it's, it's that's Shaheen Holloway's job, right? Yeah, it's got to be. It right? has to be. It has to be. As soon as they lose. Yeah, I think the Mr. Holloway's a little yeah, better. Yeah, right. <laughs> would you like this job? Um, anyway, we got to take our first time out. A lot to get to. We want to talk college basketball with you. 315-437-7644. We'll take our first time out here. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Pauly back with you here on Orange Nation. We've got Stephen Bailey set to join us at 1 o'clock. We'll go over some spring practice with Stephen. But uh, first things first, we, we've got to talk veggie bracket, Pauly? Yeah. I, I'm going to turn this over to you. This was this is your idea. It's your thing. The bracket is up uh, and available for you. We'll tweet it out. It's been put in the Q Sports Talk uh, chat. So what this is, is basically vegetables. There's a couple fruits mixed in there that we eat as vegetables, so I don't want to hear it from people. But we've seeded our vegetables 1 through 15, and we're going to have a bracket, and you can vote on them on Twitter. Each day we will put a new one up, so it has 24 hours to pan out. So it's a, a fair, long representation of the votes. Maybe you, we'll, you said 1 through 15. This is 1 through 32, right? There's yeah, 32, yeah. 32 yeah, vegetables. But the, yeah, but the seedings. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so to, for example, today, I don't even know what a rutabaga is, but it's facing potatoes. No chance. That is a lock. Have you ever had a rutabaga? I can't say that I have. I, I don't know. So that'll be up uh, there. 
Also, in this, uh, we have different regions, four different regions. We had uh, Dave Pash pick a one seed, Ken Pomeroy pick a one seed. So there's the Pash, the Pomeroy uh, uh, region. There's the Shays and Higgins region and uh, the Orange Nation region, which is potatoes. So does this mean asparagus is a one seed? Because asparagus is the number three seed overall? Does that make asparagus a one seed? Yeah. Okay. I would, I would, I could see that. Uh, Jordan did all the seating, so if you have any problems with that, I can, the the one jarring one that the committee did that has everybody up in arms in the chat, corn is a fifteen seed. See, I'm okay with that. I don't love corn. Uh, another matchup getting a lot of eyes in the first round: sweet potatoes versus onions. That's a tough one. That's like an eight nine. Because I I would take I would take sweet potatoes in that matchup any day. Over me me too. Me too. But an onion is versatile. There's onion in everything. There like is. You, I, your base is onion, celery, carrots, and a lot. Of, I don't yeah. remember what they call that. Most soups have onion in them. Or, yeah. Yeah. They're versatile. Spinach versus artichokes, another matchup that people are talking. Uh, but, but, but I'm looking. Lettuce versus mushrooms. That's a tough one. Lettuce is very versatile, Steve, but mushrooms taste better. Lettuce is just water on a sandwich. I've got no tolerance for fungus in my life, so I'm not a mushroom connoisseur. Uh, I'm looking at some squash versus cucumbers, another good matchup. I like the, I like the path for carrots. You know that I like carrots. I, I like the carrots are the number two overall seed, I, Steve. I like carrots path. They've got turnips in the first round. Yeah, easy easy win. Yeah, if you want to fill out your bracket and uh, brag if you pick the winner. Or if you'd like to take part and vote, it will be up on our Twitter. So how's this going to work? ESPN, Sports Talk.com. One matchup a day. One matchup a day. We're going to make this last all as long as we can. So what's up for tomorrow? Potatoes? Today, it, right now it's going up. Potatoes versus rutabaga. And then when does when does voting close? It'll close at this time tomorrow, and we'll, we'll reopen it, up. And we'll announce who the winner is of that yep. particular matchup. We'll unveil a new matchup. Yes. Got it. Very exciting non Syracuse basketball so, season. So we literally have to talk about this every day for like the next three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Right up to the final four. We'll 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 figure out a way. We might speed up some of the. Might do two oh. one day. Auto advance. Yeah. <laughs> the video game. The I would bracket. love to know what a rutabaga is. Maybe I'll buy some tonight. Well, we can... you're 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 in luck because we have a, a an interview coming up next. So I can do the interview and you can. Search rutabaga. It's a root vegetable, it looks like. We'll save it for, for while I'm doing the interview. Then you can fill us in on what a rutabaga is. We'll take a time out here. Stephen Bailey joins us next on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is Orange Nation. Stephen Pauly back with you here on Orange Nation. Phone lines open the rest of the way at 315-437-7644. We heard from Stephen Bailey at the top of the hour. Said he spoke with uh, Dino Babers after practice today. Uh, We'll play back a few of the comments from Dino's media availability. uh, Beginning with uh, the quarterbacks, Pauly. I know you have the, the selection in front of you. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, and toss to that? Yeah, he uh, basically this is how he's Beginning going to with... break down the uh, something playing in the background. 
uh, the quarterback position this year? We're going to have to evaluate that in a live situation. We'll put those guys in a live situation. We're not going to guess on what they're going to do when it's live. So when we go to scrimmage, they're going to get their opportunities. Now Garrett is not in that situation. We've seen him live. But the other guys need to show us. You have to be able to do it in a game. And, you know, I can feel that you can do something. Faith is strong. There's nothing about it. But then you got to... You got to be able to see. You got to have some results, and uh, just based off the little bit that we saw, he thought there was more behind it. Sure. Yeah, and and I think everybody wants to see Dan Valari, including the coaches, in a live ball situation. Um, and, and that's one thing that we will get to see with the the orange white scrimmage spring game, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, regardless of what plays they're running, we get to see him in some live action, and I think we're all looking forward to that. Babers mentioned that we've already seen Garrett Schrader. Uh, let's hear from the coach on his uh, on the incumbent anyway at the starting quarterback position. He he's done. He has improved, and again, he's learning a new offense. He has improved. I think the thing we got to be careful with is that we're still evaluating wide receivers, sure. so they're not they're not playing with the same guys all the time. They're rotating guys, yeah. and I when it comes to the passing game, especially in college football, you guys. The biggest growth is when spring ball is over and then everybody goes on summer vacation, meaning us, and they keep staying at that football field and they throw the ball, 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 and then they come back in August and it looks different. Okay, we're going to push them. We're going to push everybody in the room, in the building, until spring ball is over, but the growth in that passing game happens in the summertime. And at the very least, that's why Dan Valari was brought in. At the very least, Paulie, he's been brought in to push Garrett Schrader and to you know, give him some competition and force him to get better. And best case scenario, or, you know, I mean, Dino would, I think, look at his best case scenario if if somebody takes a hold of that starting quarterback position. They would love for, you know, Dan Valari to separate himself and, and to be the guy, but Maybe Schrader separates himself, and he's the. They just they need somebody to to be able to do everything they need to run a functional offense. They didn't have that last year. They had a throwing quarterback. They had a running quarterback, um, and they need if Schrader's a the guy, they need him to be able to do both. So at the very least, that's why Valari's here is to push Schrader, and and hopefully, you know, Garrett Schrader is better in all aspects. And maybe there's someone else on that list of quarterbacks that's pushing him, as he was asked about Justin Lamson's growth. Justin's had growth. He really has. Again, he hasn't been hit since high school. So when we go into live situations, he got hit last year in situations. But again, he's got to be able to show us that he can not only do it against the threes and do it against the twos on defense, but do it against the ones. More confident. More confident. There's no doubt about it. I'll believe it when I see it. With you know that that he's he's an option. I I think they I think they've got two legit options right now at quarterback. Um and and I I hope there's more because it's good yes. to have options. But right. I'll I'll kind of you know of course he's got to say that you know he looks good he he looks the part. I mean he's six three. He's a big kid. Uh, we know he's got a good arm. But until again until you see it in the game, as Dino said, I just I I don't know if he's. If he's a legit option in the competition for the starter, I think he's an option for the backup. But I don't know as if he's starter material. Like I said, I believe it when I see it. You know, and Steve, you also hit on something that's huge in the fan fodder is the role of the tight ends. Yes, and that'll be changing for Syracuse. When you think about our tight ends, Rhino has shown he could catch the ball. Okay, uh, Max Main has shown that he can catch the ball, and Steve Mahar can catch the football. So I think all three of those guys are going to have opportunities to show what they can do. They does can that, catch it. Does that mean the, the previous tight ends did not show they could catch it? Who would know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we saw Luke Benson make some catches. 
He's fast, too. They, they just didn't throw to him very often. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll be interested to see if they actually, you know. Is that Does that fall under the column of believe it when you see it? Yes. I mean, past couple of years, you could have done an over-under of 10 yeah. and throws for the season to the season, tight end. The season. <laughs> that's less than one a game. Yeah. And you, you, it would have been a safe bet. Yeah. Part of the reason that's funny is that there's some truth to yes. it. Yes. Um, anything else you got before we take our last uh, break? The new coaches, uh, how are they adjusting with the players? I think it's still a growing situation. I think the co- the players are getting used to them. They, every new coach, even though he uses English, he has his own little special language to communicate with the players very quickly on the football field. And, uh, you know, they're getting used to, to their new language. But uh, I'm smiling because it's all part of it. But they'll, the kids are, the, I call them the kids, the young men are so adaptable. They're so young, they're so adaptable. Just put them in the situation. After spring ball, they'll have a good feel for their new coaches. You know, we talked about this in December and January, um, and I think that it, it holds true today in March. It, it, it feels like, for whatever this is worth, Syracuse you know, won the offseason there, right? In terms of the coaches that they added to their staff, you know, Robert and I, Jason Beck, you know, they added a special teams coordinator with with vast NFL experience. They got some key pieces back. Uh, you know, Garrett Williams and Michael Jones and and um you know, Sean Tucker and, and on down the line. Why are you laughing? Because they made the offseason bowl, you know, like no, that. I, and I fun. know I know that it's right. And people will roll their eyes and I, I'm kind of rolling my eyes as I say it. <laughs> but they did like they had some things go right yes. this offseason in terms of the coaches that they got, in terms of the players that could have left that decided not to, whether transfer portal or NFL or whatever the case may be. Um they they did it feels like they 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 won the offseason for whatever that's worth. And again, I don't know how much it's worth, but it's better than not winning the offseason. That is correct, Steve. Uh and one final thing that always uh piques the fans' interest, and I think it's only at Syracuse that we care about this because it's been so bad recently is the offensive line play. I think we're still waiting to see how those guys are going to. You want to put your five best guys out there. Okay? I think they've done some fantastic things. We've got to see how they're going to all play out. Short and to the point. Right. Short and to the point. Um, like normally if you're a football fan, you don't care about the offensive line, but at Syracuse you're like, is the offensive line any good this year? Yeah, right. Well, it's it's a key piece to the puzzle. Um they need everything to be better. Let's be honest. They need everything to be better. But they won the off season, Steve. No, you're saying that like you're. You know what I mean, though. Like no, I, 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 I get that. That's you know in the list of priorities. Believe that's, me, that's way Syracuse down the list. Syracuse fans should take winning the off season and run with it. You don't disagree. No, I agree with you. They okay. had a very you're, good you're off just, season. You're just, I'm just being snarky. No, yeah. I know. I, and I, I, I know everybody wants to roll their eyes at that. But they do need some things to go right. And get a Garrett Williams back and Sean Tucker and Michael. Like, though, that's important. Like, they needed those pieces. They got some coaches. You know, they had to add to the staff. They did. They got a special teams coordinator. That was, you know, a, a glaring thing that they needed. Um, they obviously needed to change things up on offense. They've got a new offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. They did some good things. Let, let's see if it translates into what would the offseason bowl be? Like, like you could get a resort to do it, like sandals, the sandals offseason, yeah, bowl, and then you could you could go. They could promote their offseason uh, tourism, carnival offseason cruises. Is this what's going to push you over the edge? Me making offseason, <laughs> winning the offseason jokes. 
No, I just I I don't know. No, Steve, I just I as I just think Syracuse fan, and I one of them. I think we're just over it. I yeah, get it. We're just I, jaded at this point. I know. That's why I said as I was saying it, I was rolling my eyes. I and get I'm it. Just, I'm just running. I with get it, Steve. I get it. They needed some things. They to got go six right, wins though. in the off season. It's just enough. Okay. As I was, as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, <laughs> I, I know that I'm going to get some pushback for saying this, but no, they, they, some things went their way. Yes, and hopefully it pans out. Yes, well, exactly. Just, you know, right. It doesn't mean anything. The pieces unless fell it into place, out. and now you need it to. Right, you got to capitalize on. Yes. It. Anyway, they they've. They've done the best that they can, I think, to set themselves up for success. And, you know, whether or not it translates, that remains to be seen. It has to translate. There's no other choice. It better. And the schedule isn't very... uh, It is not. It's not kind. Uh, Let's take our final time out. We'll bring in Jordan. We'll wrap things up right after... What was that? Just me stinking at my job. Okay. We're back after this. Wrap things up on ESPN Radio.